Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord. This is Apostle Angie from Freedom Ministries and her team sitting here. And We thank God for you being here this morning. And I just, God has been birthing a word in me, and we've heard this scripture before, but this is for now. It's been for other times, but this is for now. Doug Addison, you know, he always has a fresh word, and his word this month is in Ecclesiastes. There's a season and a time for everything, and he said we have to not do away with the old, but we have to make room for the new. We have to... Some things we just need to let go. And he said even his prayer life, he don't pray the same because he's praying in this season, in this time. He said he doesn't do away with the foundation of what he's learned, but it's a new season, a new era. Amen. Amen. So the word God gave me for Freedom Ministries is, somebody say it, recover all. Woo! Recover all. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, I felt that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to go through 1 Samuel chapter 30, where David recovered all. And so it's familiar, but when, when we're reading this, think about you now. Think about Freedom Ministries now. He says, verse 1, And it came to pass when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south. The what? The south. Are we the south? <laughs> Woo, so this is that new level. We see these areas where he's invaded, and then we have to come in and push him back out. Isn't that good? So you, at this time, David and them had just fought some battles. They've been fighting. They was tired. They was going home to eat and be with their wife and their children. And they came to Ziglag and smitten Ziglag. Uh, the Amicalites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. Have you ever fought battles so long? Hey, Elder Bivens, it's good to see you. So long that you, you're tired, you feel a little faint, and then all of a sudden... You go, and there's another battle. Woo. A lot of people quit right there. They back up, shrink up, go home, go to bed. That bed calling you is a real thing. It's a real thing. I didn't realize that that's a real thing, and we have to fight against it. We have to get up, and I see where people, it's like it's easier don't come to church because the more you don't come, the easier it gets because everything else looks real good and familiar and we're safe, and we don't have to take any chances. But there's no victory in that. Most people that cater to the bed get depressed, and they're defeated, and, and their kids are crazy and <laughs> gone wild because there's no fight in them, you know? 
and we can't do that. We got to rise up. And like I said a while ago, it's not just for us. Part of the apostolic, and I'm going to teach some to the leaders on Thursdays, and one, the first subject is going to be, what is an apostle? What is an apostle? Because we were praying. We didn't get this on here, so I'm going to say it again. We were praying last night, and, um, you know, the word that came to me all week is the brokenhearted, the downtrodden, and... And it was like someone, you know, we've already forgiven. Well, I'm not praying necessarily for you at that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's a spiritual stronghold I'm pulling down. And the root of it was unforgiveness. And until we get unforgiveness out of our heart, we're not going to be healed. So the pastors and Charlotte, they were helping in, in Monica and Monica, and, but, but we have to see that apostolic takes us somewhere that in a supernatural spiritual realm that we hadn't been yet. They, they go forth. I mean, what is their guilt for? I mean, if we don't need them, we don't need them. If the, if the guilt is not helping us, then what do we have apostles for? And I looked for a book on apostle at, uh, in Little Rock last week and I couldn't find one. The only thing, I even asked the man there, I said, you have any books on apostles? I see all these books about prophets, the prophetic. Charlotte said it's because people make money right now off of prophecy online, but they're everywhere. They're everywhere. But the apostle, the only book was doctrine. You know, about we all believe Jesus is saved and he died and he rose again. It was that kind of thing. Because I asked him, I said, and he gave me um, some doctrine, doctrinated book. But as far as what they do and what they're for, I'm going to start unfolding some of that. But this message is an apostolic message. This is what God, I told the pastors when we were in Branson, I said, <clears throat> I said, I'm ready to come in and fight. It don't have to be at noon prayer. It can be me and one or two others. But I'm ready to come in and fight and take down the principalities. And God gave me a breakthrough uh, a week ago. Thank you all for praying because he said these words to me. Because I said, God, where, where am I at right now? Where is my gift? Because the pastors are doing great and I love it. Where, how am I supposed to operate? right now and I even told someone that was wanting to come teach I said well I said but I can do that it's okay to bring another apostle in but I can do that I don't bring you in to take my place <laughs> I don't bring you in to teach the leaders what I can teach them I bring you in to teach something we don't already know amen ain't that good so I knew right then I had took my authority back and then I was seeking him, and God said to me these words. And it, it's a revelation because I know when we hear it, it's like, you've done everything you know, but this is what he said. I woke up one morning. I was in the hotel in Conway. He said, do everything you know to do and go as far as you know to go because you hadn't done that yet. Do everything you know to do and go as far as you know to go because you haven't done that yet. What area have I not done it yet? 
it's in the area of, of higher than just praying for us to be free. It's in the area of the pastors help the sheep, and, and i always be here for the sheep, but they know how to get you free. Everybody in here knows how to get everybody free. So what is he saying to me? What have I not done? And it's going into that spirit. One day we were fasting and praying, and Pastor Pinson said, she, she took us over there to that door, and she said, let's pray for the drug dealers in West Crossit, because something was going on in West Crossit at the time, a big thing. And we was, we was all trying to do it, and she said, y'all not ready for that yet. But see, she built this army to be ready for this. She didn't build it to be a regular church and to stay a church. She built it to pull the strongholds down. God said, build me an army. He said, I didn't call you to be a pastor per se, but I called you to build me an army, and you're going to need a platform to do it. What is that army for? Y'all are the army of the Lord. What are we for? What are we here for? It's to go into the spirit, get free, get somebody else free, and then get our nations free, get our cities free, get our regions free. And the only way to do that is to pull down the things that's over the region. Y'all know what I'm saying? The, if we started small, we start, God says, start small, start with discouragement, start with despondent, start with, start with that. Don't be trying to go get a dragon yet. Start with that. So that's what we've done all week on the page, Prayer Revival Hub, Freedom Prayer Revival Hub. I post scriptures every day towards the target for the week. And it's all been about a broken heart and God healing that broken heart. But see, this is what David did. This is what he did. He went in and took the spoils and back that they had stolen, and, and he took their spoils too. And the Bible says he recovered all. Let's look at it again. Verse 2. And had taken, they had taken the women captives. One of those women was Abigail. It was something that David had already conquered. And they come and stole Abigail. Remember, he got her from Nabal. And so this is the higher level. This is the higher level. Okay, he won the victory over Abigail. He got her as his wife. Well, the enemy comes back years later and steals her. What has he stolen in our lives that we've won victory over? We got to go back in to the spirit. See, they fought in the natural. We fight in the spirit because we wrestle not with flesh and blood. So he had to go back in there. Can you imagine him coming there and it's like something that, something that you had conquered it took you years to stand on the word of God to conquer it and then someone comes in and wants to take it well what do we do we got to go back in there and recover it somebody shout for me so we, we got to go back and cover it hallelujah we got to cover it he held them captive and slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their own. So David and his men came in the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters were taken captive. Are your children taken captive? Have you been doing everything at a certain level? Well, it's time we had to go up to another level. Then David and the people, first they grieved. First they grieved. The Bible says they lift their voice and wept. 
and they didn't have any more strength. They didn't have any more power to weep, it says. So grieving is something that you, something that you lost is normal. But then we got to get out of the bed. <laughs> we got to get up. And David's two wives were taken captives. And David was greatly distressed. So he's despondent. He's discouraged. Verse 6. For the people spake of stoning him. They turn on you in a minute. <laughs> they with you when you conquered Abigail. But when you lose her, they start stoning you saying, why? Woo! Because the soul of all the people were grieved and every man for his sons and daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I looked that up and it, he strengthened himself. So when you feel faint and like you don't have any power, sometimes you're going to have to strengthen yourself because you're going to look around and see where's everybody at. You got to strengthen yourself. Amen. So he asked for an ephod because he didn't. Now, just think about it. If someone has stole your husband or your child or your wife, would you pray or would you just go after them? The Bible says in verse 8, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? See, he didn't do anything. He didn't ask God. Right. <laughs> Shall I overtake them? He already knew he could. He already knew he could. That's why he said, shall I overtake them? He didn't say, I might not make it. He said, can I? God, what do you want me to do? Because I know I can overtake them because I done killed the lion and the bear. I can overtake them. Woo! Well, shaka basate. Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God said, pursue. He'll always answer us. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail. Recover all. So he went with 600 men, but only 400 could go because the other 200 were so weak from the battle. And see, we don't need to get judgmental in that because he didn't. Later on, we'll see, he didn't get judgmental in that. So 400 went with them, and only maybe four can pray these principalities down with me, but the rest of you are going to get disposed to. Hallelujah. So David, they went. And uh, the other one stayed back at the brook. And they found their enemy. Woo, I love this. They found, verse 11, they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. And he gave him something to eat. He fed his enemy. He gave him cake, figs, two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, the man's spirit came back on him because he hadn't eaten in three days. And so then David says, verse 13, who do you belong to? And the young man of Egypt, servant of Amalekak, uh, and my master left me because I was sick. Some master. <laughs> and then verse 14, he confesses. We made an invasion upon the south and upon the coast, which belongs to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned it with fire. He said what he did. So what did David do? This is in the natural, but we do it in the spirit. He went and found his enemy. He found the root of the problem so he could get his family back, so he could get his children back. Woo! Shakava. David said, can you take me to his company? He was right on, head on, going straight in there. He said, 
He said, can you take me to him? The man said, if you don't kill me or give me over to my master. Verse 16, and when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad, abroad, eating and drinking and dancing because of their great spoil. So they're partying, and David's sitting here while these folks is partying because of what they took from him. You ever had anybody get in favor, and you're like, how'd they get in favor? They're stealing. <laughs> they came and stole, and they're getting favor. Well, this is what was happening to David. Woo. But David fought him from twilight till the next day, and there escaped not one man. Shakabah. Well, and then it says 400 young men that ran. Verse 18, and David recovered all and he, that they had carried away and rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small or great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that had been taken from him. David recovered all. So when we recover all, there's nothing that's not going to be recovered. None of them died. He even got his animals back, his livestock. He not only got his back, he got their spools. He got what they, their animals. He got their livestock. Amen. So then they're trying to go. He's going to go bless the other people that have been helping him all these years, but maybe they didn't have the strength right now. And the, and the wicked men, the Bible says, they didn't want to help them. They said, they didn't fight. We don't want to give them any of our spools. And David said, verse 23, We shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who has preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our land. And David came to Ziklag, verse 26, and he sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah, even his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you. You know, I was studying about David, and I was telling the pastors, he didn't even, all those years that Saul fought him, he didn't talk about him. He didn't say one negative word about him. And the only thing he did was confront him one time. He went and cut his robe at the bottom, and then he felt bad for it. He's like, you're anointed man of God, and I got to repent. So I said, he does better than me. <laughs> He's done better than me. But see, he kept that love walk he kept that peace then he became king so we have to look at the end of the story in this story he recovers all in the story with Saul he became king and king lost his throne so if we keep ourselves right then God's going to bring us to the place that he has promised us amen <clears throat> Isaiah 11 11 through 12 uh, let's look at it. I want to show some other areas where they were recovered. Everything was recovered. Isaiah 11, 11 through 12. And it shall come to pass in that, that day the Lord shall set his hand again and at the second time to recover the remnant of his people. So God recovers his people. He recovers his remnant. Hallelujah. We see in um, Hezekiah recovered from his sickness. Isaiah 38, verse 9. He recovered from his sickness. How? By seeking the Lord, just like David did. Isaiah 38, 16. If you think that you're not going to live, 
let's look at this one because this was good. Some people do think they're not going to live. The devil keeps telling them they're going to die. You know, Tim had a fear that I was going to die, and God gave me a word two days ago for him. He said, tell him your vision again. I had that vision that Tim's mama and his aunt was in heaven. And when we got there, they were saying, thank you, Tim. Thank you. We're here because of you. But we went together. How am I going to die early? <laughs> he gonna have to, we're going in the rapture or we're going together. That was my vision, and it was so plain. And when I told him, such a, release, a relief came in him. I said, baby, I can't go before you. We were there together. We walked into heaven. I mean, I know we go one by one, but I'm just saying, my memory was we're standing, we're walking into heaven, and Miss Brenda and Miss Virginia was saying, they was just ecstatic about being in heaven because of Tim's life, how he had won his family. So, I, I feel like God set him free that day because he's had that fear, you know, because he was traumatized when I was in the hospital and what he saw, and he saw me almost die, and that put such a fear in him. He hasn't been able to get over it. He, he, you know, that when you get down to the root of it, that's always what he says. I'm scared you're going to die. So let's look at this, Isaiah 38, 16. Hearken not, let's see, hmm, let me see if this is the right one. Well, I don't see it. Well, what it says is, don't get bitter when you think you're going to die. This is paraphrasing it. Because the life of the Spirit will recover you and make you live. The life of the Spirit will recover you and make you live. I was in 36. Let me look over here. I was Mm, 38, 16, yes. O Lord, by these things men live, and in all things is the life of my spirit, so will thou recover me and make me to live. Isn't that good? So if you have a fear of dying, you can put this scripture in your mouth. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 38, 21, I don't have much more, and we'll, let's see. You know, I, uh, Hezekiah was sick, and Isaiah said, Let them take a lump of figs and lay it in plaster upon the bull, and he shall recover. So we see that the Bible says, Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So God's saying we can recover from sickness, we can recover from poverty, we can recover from oppression, depression, all of those things, we just have to go in the speech. He's telling us how David did it. He's telling us. He didn't stay at the brook. He didn't get comfortable. He got out of that realm into another realm and went and took his family back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah 8.22. Let's look at this one. This is good, too. Jeremiah 8.22. Hmm. Sunday. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? 
Ooh, why? Julie told me one time, she said, you get, you, you get your answers because you go after it. What does it mean to go after it? <laughs> it means to get into the spirit because all my needs are met in glory through Christ Jesus, not in the natural. My needs aren't met. It didn't matter how much Tim said, go home and rest. Tim said, go. You know, my blood pressure at times would still be high. And he said, what's causing it? I said, well, see, it ain't the church. Yes, things did affect me, but everyday life is not the church. And he's starting to see, and it's been good for him to see. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I won't say that. It's funny. We don't think we do anything. It's always something else. <laughs> so encourage yourself in the Lord so you might recover yourself. Second Timothy 2, verse 26. Second Timothy 2, verse 26. Somebody say, well, I mean, you, I can recover myself. You got a big part to play. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So encourage yourself. That's how the, David went and fought in that battle. He had encouraged himself first. He had to inquire of the Lord first and see what to do. He had to strengthen himself first by the word of the Lord and by pouring his heart out to God. Encourage yourself in the Lord so you might recover yourself out of the snare of the devil. Amen. Well, God, we just give you praise today, and we thank you, Lord, for showing us, God, um, the level that you're taking Freedom Ministries. And I know some people's tired right now, God. Some people's been through so much, so many battles, so many wounds, Lord. But you said for us to bind up the brokenhearted. That's part of why the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, Isaiah 61, Luke 4, 19, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord's upon me to set the captives up free, to bind up the broken in heart. And I can only do that if I get my heart healed. I can only do that if I get my heart healed. I quit making everything about me, everything I, we pray you know, don't turn everything inward. It's not always about you. Sometimes it's just pulling down the strongholds over the region. Sometimes it's pulling discouragement off the city. Sometimes we got to come up on out of ourselves. We got to, yes, there'll be breakthroughs for us. But I don't think it's every day that I'm depressed or sad or need strength. So if you find yourself every day pulling every prayer to you to get your personal breakthrough, then you're not spending enough time with God alone. Hakabasate. Yeah. You're not spending enough time with God alone. You're coming in in this prayer, and it's going to be different times than at noon. You know, may, God may turn Thursdays into that later. I don't know. But Tuesdays are for you, personal breakthrough. But when I come up here on Saturday night or Sometimes you see me here in the week, it's pulling the principality. God said, go as far as you know to go and do what you hadn't already. Do everything you know to do is go as far as you know to go. He's talking about that level. I already did this level. He's talking about that level. 
Angie, go as far as you know to go, pulling the principalities down over the city and over the region. So when you catch me praying, that's what I'm going to be doing. And it may seem like a simple prayer. It may seem like something that we've already done, but I'm not going after me that day. I'm going after what's got the region. Discouragement, oppression, sadness, broken hardness, uh, loss of hope. So, yeah, we need to come in and come in agreement against those things. And we bind the spirit of discouragement. We bind the spirit of despondent. We bind the hopelessness out of our life, God. And we lose hope. We lose that you want to do something in this city. That's why we're still here, God. You made this army to rise up and take the city. That's what you said. And we're going to do it in prayer. So that means I have to pray for the city. I have to pray for more than myself. I have to pray for somebody else. I have to pray for somebody else besides my family here. I got, when I come back from Africa, we were stopped at a gas station, and God said to me, so we've already done this some in Honduras, in Africa. When God stand, stands me up and says, let's talk about prejudice. And this is where it came in. They were on those boats, and, and just like the children of Israel was in bondage, by reason of bondage, and God sent a deliverer, and he's sending a deliverer today. So he, he's given us a taste of it, and he's shown us we can do it. Just like Honduras, when Pastor Robert stood on that bed and said, y'all got 60% of y'all's people say there shouldn't be any poverty here. He was taking authority in another region. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. When we're driving back from the airport from Africa, and God says to me at the gas station, he says, a lot of that started in Arkansas and Little Rock. He said, pull that down where they had them, had them wars up there, where that museum is. Pull that, pull that spirit down. Pull that prejudice down. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is another level. I'm saying we can do it, y'all. We can recover all. We can recover everything that the enemy stole us. He's got to give back seven times. That's what the word says. He got it. When the thief is found out, he got to give back seven times. Seven means completion. It's over with. You can't come back and get my Abigail. David said, I already won that battle. I'm fixing to go after Abigail. Again, so don't let discouragement stop you. Don't let defeat win because he's done defeated the enemy. All we have to do is bring it from heaven to earth. You know, when Jacob, that ladder, what was happening? Angels were descending. He had an open door to heaven. This is what we try to do every time we come together. Angels were coming from heaven. We're trying to bring heaven to earth that's our goal he says preach go and preach my kingdom is at hand that means heaven's trying to come to earth today at freedom ministries because i already said i want to give a seed today i hope the heavens open up so i can give in that hundredfold anointing what am i talking about well i travel a lot and i can't give there ain't no atmosphere i can give a little I'm like, uh-uh, I'm used to that hundredfold anointing, 30, 60, 100-fold anointing where the atmosphere's deep enough, I can plant my seed, and it's going to bring forth hundredfold fruit. That's where I want to give my seed, so I'm excited today. I believe God's going to open a door for that. That's, you know, 
when you want to give like that, it's like I'm looking, God, give me the atmosphere. Give me the atmosphere to sow my seed, God, because I want it to, you know what a hundredfold means? The maximum amount that you can receive back from that seed. Woo. Why would I want to give on 30-fold when I can have a 100-fold? But if you don't go deep enough in the spirit, it's like tilling ground. It's not deep enough. It's not um, moist enough. It's, it's gonna, you're going to put it on some hard ground. Maybe go in a little bit and you get a 30-fold back, which is good. But God taught us here to go deeper. And we can have the 100-fold return. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A hundredfold return in our finances, hundredfold return in our children. You said our daughters and nurse at our side and our sons will come from afar off. Thank you for bringing Chris home, God. Thank you that your word is true, Lord. We give you praise for it. And we thank you for everything else you're going to do today. We thank you that the heavens are open, just like when Jacob, those ladder, that ladder and the angels were ascending and descending, because there is an open heaven, God. Thank you for an open heaven today, Lord. Thank you that the people that come, they receive the word, the engrafted word that is able to save their soul. That means it's intertwined with me. It means it goes in me. It don't just go through my head and another sermon. It goes in my heart. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise for this word, Lord. Let it multiply throughout the land that you're saying, this is the time to recover all. I have one more encouraging word. Is this the 8th? August 8th. What does that mean? New beginnings. 8 means new beginnings. When, oh, is it 1008? 8 means new beginnings. God is saying it's time for some of y'all that are willing, the 400 that will go in with the Davids and to take back what the enemy stole from us. So there'll be different times of prayer for that. But, um, you know, and we're going to bring it back to the ones that just don't think they can right now because you're going to get stronger and stronger, and you're going to see the fruit of that, and you're going to want to be part of it. Amen. God bless you this morning. Thank you for listening online. Hallelujah. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.